You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strict Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. You could go to my website. On my website, you can listen to my episodes, uh, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. You can be on my show. You can email me to be on my show. <laughs> Click on be on the show. You can buy my book that I wrote. It's like a cartoon book about all of my bad relationships. It's kind of funny. There's a lot of SEX in it. Uh, and it's an easy read. It's like little chapters here and there. You can just read them. You don't have to read the whole book. Um, and it's like a good coffee table book. So you could get that on my website too, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Click on buy the book. Uh, if you want to be on my show, like I said, you could go there too. Or email me directly at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. This is a call and advice show where I talk to people anonymously. I don't know who they are. You're never going to know who they are, but you're going to know everything else about them. You just won't know their name and where they live. And who cares, right? Because it's more like the details about what the fuck they're doing behind everyone's back that's more interesting. Um, and sometimes it's people that are doing things in front of everybody's back. Like it's not like behind everyone's back. It's not always secrets. It became that because I always got my callers from Craigslist, uh, even though I just wanted to call an advice show and I just wanted to help people with their problems. The Craigslist happened by accident. And now Craigslist is done. They closed like the personal ads. Um, so... I need people to write in and be on my show now more than ever. I mean, good news is I have people always writing me in now, listeners. Uh, so I don't really use Craigslist and haven't for a while, but that's where I used to get my color. So bye-bye, Craigslist. Sad to see you go. It was a place, like I said, where I got a lot of people. But email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com if you want to be on my show. It doesn't have to be like a naughty secret or a the sex-filled life. It could also be just like a regular problem that you have that you want advice for because I love picking apart stuff, analyzing, and helping people with their problems. So send me an email at chickleyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com if you want to be on my show. Today I have on Lucy, who emailed me all the way from Australia, and she was like, I totally relate to one of the guys you had on the show. It was the guy that loved, the recent guy who loved to suck dick, and she was like, I like to suck dick too. And I thought, at first I thought it was a guy. Um, but it turns out, no, it's a, a chick who likes dicks. Maybe that's going to be the title. I haven't even titled it yet. But uh, Lucy, not only does she like to give head, she goes to swingers parties. She's polyamorous. She had a very long-term relationship with a trans girl who used to be a guy who's kind of like a guy and a girl. And then she has other relationships. You got to like follow this one because there's a lot of like moving parts, right? Because she's pretty open. Well, very open and uh, very experienced in what she's done and what she's into. Um, I'm not going to get any more detail than that. You'll have to listen to the episode. So I'm going to be right back on with Lucy. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. 
Hey, Lucy. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on with Kathy. How are you doing today in Australia? Or tonight? Maybe it's nighttime for you. What time is it over there? It is nighttime. It's like 1 a.m. Oh, okay, cool. So that's not so bad. Like, you're still up, right? I don't know how old you are, but like, yeah. before I had kids, yeah, I was no, up at I'm 1. Yeah, I'm still up. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm, 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 an, I'm, a, now, I'm a night owl. Okay, and you're also like a very interesting gal that does a lot of interesting things. The weird thing was, is like you wrote me an email right after my last podcast that I posted, which was the guy that mm-hmm. loved sucking dicks, right? Like what was his name? Brad, right? And you're like wrote in yeah, yeah. before I even knew whether you're male or female. You're like, I just really just heard your Brad podcast and I f- relate to him so much. And I'm just thinking the whole time while I'm reading that this is like a guy, right? But it would turn mm-hmm. out that you're a girl, right? And you love mm-hmm. sucking dicks too. And then you went into some uh, you know stories about stuff that you've done recently so why don't you just start telling me stuff about you and like how come like I mean did you always love sucking dicks is this a new thing how old are you I don't Uh, know where to begin (laughs) okay uh I'm 38 okay um I am a woman in Australia um I I haven't always loved sucking cock but Mm -hmm. um yeah, I've sort of, I've, I've, uh, I've gained a taste for it, so to speak. Well, you can't say, and let me ask you this, because you're 38, right? It's not like you're 22 and you're like, you're starting like, you know, sort of living out your sexuality a certain way, right? You did say that yeah. recently you had a relationship for like a year where the guy was like super judgmental about how like you were sexually speaking, like maybe you were more into stuff than he was and he made you feel really bad about it and now you're coming back into your own. Now, before that relationship yep. and right when you first started to have sex when you were younger, were you always so mm-hmm. quote unquote promiscuous or open-minded or like uh, adventurous oh. when it came to sex? No. So what no, was your no, deal no. before and how did it change? Okay, so yeah. everything was more or less very vanilla, monogamous, everything in relationships um i i actually went through a period where um sex was really painful really? Uh, in, in yeah during one relationship and i actually found my way out of that through bdsm what's um, oh just like, oh really but through uh, yeah. making it even more painful and making that like a pleasurable thing is that what you mean yeah yeah it was like um my partner at the time he just casually slapped me in the ass um, mm-hmm. and it, it, he, um, he just did this, like, you know, just randomly. And I felt like it, it relocated the pain elsewhere. Like I, I couldn't be fingered. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. It was just, it, I, I try because, you know, I wanted to look after my partner. Right. And, you want to be a good you lover. Know, you, have, you gave it the old college yeah, I try. Yeah, to be a good lover. So, <laughs> right. you know, I want to try, but yeah, it was so painful. Um, but through exploring more BDSM, um, I was able to get past this and yeah, basically sex became more pleasurable and became very pleasurable. That's so um, interesting. So even the stuff that you found to be, because the BDSM wasn't about fingering you really hard. It was about sort of creating pain elsewhere. But then it actually took away the pain of all that other stuff as well. And you were able to enjoy the stuff that you weren't able to enjoy before. Mm-hmm. That's yep. interesting. Yep. That's an interesting yep. thing. I wonder like what the psychology is behind that, but there's probably something to it. 
Yes. Don't you think? Well, you know what they say. There's a fine line between pleasure and pain. So, Right, but you uh, found, if you found it painful like for certain things and the pain wasn't pleasurable, right, to you at all, I guess maybe then once you were able to rewire that pain pressure thing, maybe then the other stuff that was painful was pleasurable. That kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it was sort of a rewiring and um, – yeah, it, it it really helped. It really helped um, in a number of ways. It like that actually that relationship ended up being emotionally abusive, right? And, as well, and I got out of that. But it helped um, you in that aspect, yeah, so, right? Yeah, yeah. I felt like um, exploring these things um, and like learning about. Uh, feminism at uni and combining um, like sex positive feminism that 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 sort of made me sort of stand up and say no you're not treating me right and therefore I'm going to leave it wasn't it wasn't easy Uh and it was and were you you must have been breaking a pattern for yourself right because typically these things are just come out of nowhere right yeah it's like normally they're patterns yeah. and they keep showing up in your life until you're like, I've had enough, right? And then you just, that's enough. Yeah. And then you move on to a next phase and you're not dealing with that shit anymore. I mean, you, you can get to that place, right? It takes a while, but that happened for yeah, you. So that was like correct. a big turning yeah. point for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was, it, it was, yeah, going through all that, it was, um, it was really difficult. Uh-huh. Um, and I, part of, and also part of that breakup was um, finding out that I was polyamorous as well. Like, well, finding out about polyamory and realizing that there were things that were happening that I didn't have a name for. Like, like what? I felt, yeah. Like, I would feel like I would get to know someone and, um, I, I would start having feelings for them. I would start feeling sort of love for them. It would be like this little spark, uh-huh. this little thing that wouldn't, you know, like I didn't want to take it any further because I was monogamous. I was faithful. I didn't want to right, do Right, so the you're saying you would be heart. starting to have these sparks for other people while you were with somebody else. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And was it yes. men and women or just men or what was your deal? Oh, it was men and women. Right. Okay. So yeah. you'd start to feel these sparks and you had never acted on them before. But then how did you figure out that, oh, let me go down that path and that's what this is and I'm well, go bi and polyamorous I, or whatever? Yeah, well, I, I don't, previous to this, I'd um, been exploring the fact that I was bisexual. Uh-huh. Um, and, but like, I had a bi experience when I was 17. Right. Um, it was... <laughs> This is this is this is the strange thing about my life is so like it started out very sort of you know it's very sort of typical then at 17 I have this one experience where I have uh, a threesome a one night stand and my first girl experience in one night you're kidding <laughs> uh, so th- was it all within like the one night stand was with the girl the threesome was with the girl and the lesbian like the bi experience was with the girl so it was like one experience it, but it, it it was all those yeah. things in one right okay it was all those things my best friend i went over to see my best friend and she um 
she basically was missing her fuck buddy at the time. I, I think she was a bit in love with him. Uh-huh. Um, and she was wanting to be with him. Yeah. But she wanted to hang out with me because we hadn't hang- hung out for a while. Right. And, um, you know, because we just got out of high school. You know? Yeah. Um, You're 17. I right. was continuing on with high school and she wasn't. So, um, I, yeah, she, she wanted to um, be with her, her fuck buddy. But... Um, you know, wanted to hang out with me. And she was like, well, how about we have a threesome? <laughs> she said that <laughs> you to know? you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we called him up and she said, oh, you know, look, you know, we, do you want to play with me as well? And I was like, oh, I don't know kind of thing. Because I was a good Christian girl at that point as well. So, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, it ended up, um, yeah, we called him up and he came over and we had a threesome and I felt really conflicted about all this later on. And mm-hmm. um, You mean like a right uh, yeah, after it, it happened? Like, but did you enjoy it while it was happening? I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, and that was really weird for me because, right. yeah, I was raised a Catholic and... You All know, that Catholic stuff was guilt. taboo, right? Right. Of course, so much of what you did that night was not oh, really good, according oh, to the Catholics. Oh yeah, <laughs> you weren't yeah, married. So, You're with a you know someone of the same sex. Oh, so many things. Right, one, but it was hot when it happened, and then afterwards, like you sort of regret it. What was the? When did you come? No, no, not regret it, but I just, didn't. Re- yeah, I was sort of like I, I felt uncomfortable about yeah. it, but I didn't regret it wasn't that strong it wasn't yeah. like oh my god what have i done kind right, of thing. Right, right. it was more like ah oh, huh, okay um there's things i need to think about and process here right and i ended up um thinking about this and thinking about you know basically my attraction to women which was very deeply buried Mm-hmm. Um, up until this point. Um, and I questioned myself for a number of years. And then I was like, no, I'm bi. I mm-hmm. started coming out to friends. And then I came out to my mom. And it took me about five years to do that. Right. Well, that's <laughs> oh, pretty big. I mean, some you know, to tell your mother that. I mean, some people maybe would never tell their parents something like that because it's oh, not like yeah, you're yeah, yeah. gay and you're going to be bringing home a girl you know it's more like just what you're into sexually so sometimes it's like why do your parents even need to know yeah, it's like yeah my mom and dad don't need to know about my sex life i don't want to know about theirs they but probably don't want to know though. about mine but you did tell Sorry? them though. but you did sort of tell them like i'm bi is that what you say when you said coming out yeah, well i told my mom because like my my mom and i have a a, a close close relationship uh-huh. than what I do with my dad. Like my dad and I have never really sat down and talked about sex. Right. You know. But you like, and your mom have because you're close. That. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you felt close enough so, to tell her. How did she take it? Um, well, she took it better than I thought because uh, I, I was tossing and turning because um, she, she, um, not long after I had this threesome girl and girl one night stand experience, um, I I knew my mum's views on mum's views were very Catholic yeah. about um, 
you know, about sexuality, right? Yeah. Um, she, there was something on TV, there was something about gay and lesbian people, maybe the Mardi Gras in Sydney, I don't know. Um, and she was like, she said something sort of kind of disparaging. And I said, look, mum, what would you do if, you know, one of us girls, I've got two other sisters, yeah. came home and said we're bi or gay and, and she just shot back with, I did not raise you that way. Right. I was like, oh. So, of course, you would think after that that she wouldn't, you know, not take it so well. Yeah, so here I am for five years thinking she's going to disown me. She's never going to talk to me again. I'm going to be at the family, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this was just devastating to me. But then after a while, I was like, well, I wouldn't put up with this from anyone else. Why would I put up with this with you know, family. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I get, I get, you know, that the, there's the family bond and it's, you know, the blood. But you had blood, already blood, come blood. out to all your friends too. It wasn't like this was a secret you were keeping. Yeah. Like once you figured I out mean, you were bi, you let people know. Itself. Right. Yeah. That was difficult in itself because I didn't want to sort of alienate any female friends that I had, um, you know, I didn't want them to feel like, I was, you know, perving on them. No, but it's cool that you were, but no, but it's cool that at such a young age, you, you know, you really felt the desire to, you know, be sort of who you were, like your desire to be who you were was stronger than your desire for everyone to sort of like you and accept you. Because, and I think that's the difference between most people. Most people are so afraid of people not liking them that they keep a lot of things to themselves. Do you know what I mean? For you, it's like, yeah, maybe people are going to freak out about it, but you, being who you were was more important than that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously, yep. or else you'd never risk it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Is right. Yeah, so I I came out to mum and I said, you know, I, I said in the car, I've got something to tell you, but I'll wait until you finish driving yeah. to tell you kind of thing. And, um, I, you know, you stopped in the car park and everything and I, I said, you know, um, I'm bisexual, this is who I am, I don't know how you feel about this, but I need to tell you, because I didn't want her to find out from someone else, yeah. I was saying that was the other thing. Um, and she, she said to me, like, at the time I was with a male partner, and she said, no matter what, you're my, chi- you're my child, and I love you no matter what, Um you know, you're with partner at the time um, that I think that did help things along a bit, but I was with a male partner. Yeah. Um, but she, and she, she did say at the time that she would be uncomfortable with me holding hands in her house with another woman. Right, but you could eat snatch behind closed doors. She doesn't care, but that's such, such a generation thing. You know what I mean? But like, God forbid yes. you hold hands in public. Like, go down on her all you want if no one's looking. But yeah, in public, but, you don't know, you dare hold her hand. <laughs> so funny, right? Well, you know, like after many years and everything, like I ended up with a, a transgender partner. Um, uh-huh. uh, and... I, I was with her for many years and um, my sister got married and um, I, I, you know, I was able to bring her along to the wedding and right. mom and dad 
accepted it. Accepted her. Yeah, that's you know, cool. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like my sister that was having the wedding was like, "I'm fine with your partner, um, but my family to be. I'm worried about how of course, guests right, right. might take it. Right. Uh-huh. We had a big fight over that." Mm. Oh, it was huge. But, you know, we got around. I mean, and how many years ago was that whole thing? Like, how many years ago was that? How many years ago was that wedding? Uh, In 2012. Right. So that's not like, I mean, now, right now, I think so many more things are being accepted and they're out in the public and the transgender thing is going on. And it's like really great for that community. Right. And I think it's a lot easier for people to have those conversations now because of mainstream media is really taking on all that stuff and people are more accepting of it. But like this was five years ago. Right. Where I think that wasn't talked about that much. So that was pretty huge that you did that, that they accepted it. I I think for a while that um, like, because after I came out as bi, I also, you know, and not long after that, um, I I came out as bi to mum. I was bi for many years, but then I came out as bi to mum. And then I found out about polyamory. And that's when you start to have those twinges, right? You said you start to feel like you would have feelings for other people. And then eventually you realize, oh, this means that I'm like, there's a name for this and it's polyamorous and that's what I am. And then I did research on this and I was like, oh, it was like coming home. Right. And, but I was with a partner that was, well, a emotionally abusive and was very much monogamous and very possessive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So that's when you ended. That's the that's that a relationship, right? Where everything sort of changed for you. It was like very pivotal, right? That's when you realized all that stuff, and then you broke up with him. And then did you start living out? You know, is that when you dated the transgender? Did you start to have polyamorous yeah, relationships? Yeah, I was in love with her, and I was in love with him, even though he was an absolute bastard right (laughs) so when you broke up right but when you broke up with that guy right and you ended that did you is that when you started dating the transgender girl yeah yeah and how long did that really and then did you and the transgender girl have a polyamorous relationship oh yes we did we did how many Um, other lovers and was your other lover a girl or a guy like what how did it all play out oh i i've had various partners across the years like um this partner my trans partner uh, and I were together for 11 years. Right. Um, and So you had a lot I, of other people during that time. Yeah. One was a guy. Um, there was a, a woman for a couple of months. I don't know if she really, I, I should mean she does count, but you know. Right. right, right. <laughs> um, in the scheme of things, uh, relationship-wise, it was very short. Um, How long was the guy and, relationship, the other guy? Okay, so one was for one year. Um, I've actually had mostly cisgendered male partners uh-huh. um, other than my trans partner. Right. Um, this is where it gets complicated because I can't really use the name. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. Let me ask. It's not, we don't even, it doesn't matter about the names. What I'm more interested in is like, how does it work, right? So you're with a transgender girl. Now, the transgender girl was born a guy, right, and changed to a girl, did she have like the full on operation and everything? So she was a girl or what? More both. Like felt both male and female, but more female than male. Well, what so, was she born? Um, well, she was born with a penis. Okay, right. So she and was born. The- right. But she had a yeah. very female vibe. To her. Like she felt like she was a female as well. Right. So then did she get the mm-hmm. penis taken off? Like, is that what it means to be? Or was that no, no, still no, no, a part no, no. that was still there? 
but she did take hormones to grow uh, boobs. Okay, so she had a dick and she had tits. Yeah. Okay, and so now when you bring these other guys into the relationship, are you both having a relationship with the guy or were you just having a relationship with the guy? How did it work? No, it was mostly, I mean, it, it mostly worked out that I, I would see other people by myself, basically. Right. Um, if, you know, I'm, I'm sure if it came up, and like if you talk to many polyamorous people, it's very uncommon for someone to just fall in love with both people and then end up moving in together and that's uncommon it's very uncommon those oh for it to work out you mean that way yeah well even for it to occur in the first place Uh uh-huh yeah it's like hunting unicorns and you that people that um couples that go into polyamory sometimes when they start out like um they want to go in safe they want to go in and fall in love with a person and want that person to love them both equally and you know be into each other equally and attracted to each other yeah i had a couple on a long time ago that were looking for that i wish you maybe you need to have an intervention with them because they were looking for the unicorn i guess and it was not possible (laughs) and usually the the unicorn is a hot by babe so hot by a woman, um, in which they, like, often there's this expectation of this woman is going to come in, she will love both of us, she will move in with us, and she will, you know, fulfill our poly needs. Yeah. And she doesn't need anyone else. Right. Like, she doesn't need to see anyone else. Right, because she's got the girl, she's got the guy, she's got both of us. Oh, she's got a guy. You know, what else do you want? No, she's a person with her own, you know, her own agency and uh, her own, you know, needs and desires and life and possibly a place that she loves living in. Mm -hmm. I think so. Often, you know, these things don't even, like, define a woman that is, or, well, even a guy (laughs) that is willing to go into that kind of situation and have it all work out. Well, yeah, it's, it's really rare to find the first place and even rare to have it work out. So, so you can go in with out and everybody's happy. Cool. You know, but wait, so, so you, so you knew this kind of intuitively or some way, right? So you didn't go into sort of opening up your relationship with those kind of expectations. I'm assuming it was more like mm. a free, it was more open, like, and free. Like you could, if you fell in love or felt that spark that you knew that you could sometimes have for other people, you could go pursue that relationship and your girl yeah, was okay yeah. with Actually, it. My partner, my trans partner was very, um, was enthusiastic about it. <laughs> very sort of like, um, like it, I, I never felt like I was tied down in that situation. I, uh-huh. I never felt like I had, like it's, it, it's hard to explain it. So like, she was very, um, she wasn't possessive and she wasn't yeah, jealous. Very, obviously she was, she didn't feel like she didn't claim any kind of ownership or, over you. I mean, of course, she felt you know jealousy and and envy that comes up. You know that's okay. human nature. Yeah, right. Does she so, have? A, let like, me ask you this: Does she have other relationships with other people too? Yeah, she. Oh well, she did. She well, and she does. 
Right, <laughs> and she has. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she 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 did and she does and she still does. You're still with so, her? No, no, we broke up. Okay, you broke up, but you were with you were together with her for 11 years and she had relationships. Yeah, we were together for 11 years. And she's still continuing to be polyamorous, of course. So the the polyamorous <laughs> relationship was good for a lot of reasons. It was good, but, you know, there were problems. There were problems. My partner really um, was uh, attracted to sort of dramatic. Uh, other partners were dramatic, uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe it, but I mean, they, they were nice enough women. I, you know, I, I, you know, like one of them was my friend that I sort of, sort of encouraged my partner to, to hang Today, out with. Right. Uh huh. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So I encouraged them to hang out, and you know, they liked each other and they fell in love and all this kind of thing, and that was great. But she's very dramatic, you know. But your girl had like a thing for that. She liked it. Sorry? Your girl had a thing for that. She kind of liked a little drama. I mean, I know some guys, like, I know guys and girls that both sometimes have that sort of thing in them, right? They like crazy people. Yeah, and I I don't, and I I couldn't deal with it. Like, the partner before that, um, they were together for about 10 years. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And they broke up eight times, like major breakups, <laughs> eight right. times in ten years. And I, I don't think that's, a, that, that's not that bad. That's not even once a year. Once every year and three months, they would have a like a really harsh breakup and then get back. Yeah, you uh, really must not uh, tolerate uh, drama at all because that's not even that bad. I know people yeah, that have no, drama every other day. It was really full. I mean, there was, but there were other things as well. There right. were other dramas, but yeah, there were other, there, there were breakups regularly. Right. And right. yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. Right. But you um, stay, I mean, and, to me, the yeah. 10 year relationship is a pretty successful run for things, you know, considering, yeah, I mean, yeah. no relationship's perfect. Yeah, we're still good friends. Yeah, I, but I'm I saying, how do you go from that to dating a guy that's like, you know, not so, like, not good at all? You had this one-year relationship, got out of it, and now you're like, you're like you said, you kind of came into your own or whatever, and you're really like sort of having fun yeah, by yourself. Yeah, well, I've gone through it. I've gone through a, a bit of a, a, a weird phase and... I, I've had, like, my other relationships, like, I had a relationship that uh, was eight years, um, six years, and then this guy that you're, that I yeah. referred to in the, yeah. uh, for a, a year, right? Um, yeah, all of these things have broken up, and, mm, yeah, it's it's like I've gone through and I, I'm sort of redefining like what's okay for me right, well I mean I think that's why and, relationships come into your life to sort of teach you things and show you things about yourself and maybe work through things about yourself so you're probably like really in tune with that so each time you leave a relationship you figure something out or realize something about yourself and then move on right I don't know that's how my life has been for sure 
Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and, and you, yeah, you grow and learn from things and then you move on and then you're like, oh, and it helps you to realize what you want, what you don't want. I think, you know, that's the better way to look at relationships than to look at relationships like, oh, you were wrong. I was right. Or that person was terrible and I was a victim, you know, kind of thing. Because yeah. I think these people yeah, come into your life, think- good or bad people come into your life to help you in the at the end of the day, right? learn about yourself yeah, and sure, even if it's bad sure. things about yourself if they're in there and you know someone's pushing those buttons or they're, they're not creating something that's not there it's just they're just showing you something that you already ha- had inside of you right so and i want to break that pattern like i i yeah. don't, i i want to be better well, you know at this point of time i just want to be single and have fun and you know have sort of like i, I mean if if a relationship happens then that's good um, but I'm not, I'm not seeking it kind of thing. If well, you have, listen, you've had a lot of relationships and it's, it's, it's kind of confusing because you have the relationships during the same time. So you're only 38, but you could have a six year an eight year, a 10 year and 11 year all in the same time because they're happening and they're overlapping. Yeah. But so now you're at a point, right? Where you are single. You told me the one experience you told me where you'd like sucked 15 guys they were fucking you you were squirting like you were like all, like it was at a sex party or a sex place right a sex club right recently so i'm assume, uh, yeah, yeah. assuming that that's like the phase that you're in now right and that's probably what people really want to hear about that kind of stuff i like all the backstory going to swing party you've been going to sorry swing what party? was that have you been going to you've been going to I've swing parties going- for a long time uh since i was 27 okay so i found out i was so polyamorous around 25 and then around 27, I started getting into the swing scene, and um, I found that I really enjoyed it. Right. Um, I, I like fucking a lot of guys, <laughs> and I like sucking a lot of guys. I like, I like, yeah, it's it's like I sort of arranged my own, own impromptu gangbang. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and now your girl, I, when you're I, with a trans person, would she go with you or would you go by yourself? Or did you do that through your all your well, relationships, I'm assuming? Well, yeah. Well, this is the interesting thing. My um, my trans partner uh, was uh, suffered chronic illnesses, so um, wasn't able to go out and do things and sometimes wasn't able to sort of, um, you know, have sex as much as i would need or right. as well as much as she would want actually it's like the spirit was willing but the flesh was weak kind of thing uh-huh. um so yeah like yeah so it was good for me to go out and get that need met um somewhere else as well right like, and the transporter was okay like, with that another long-term relationship kind of thing um yeah so uh, that that was that was good, but yeah, I um. So you've always been doing these uh, sort of. Uh, it's not like a new thing. This whole thing of you going and realizing that you're so into sucking dick and you could relate to Brad. Like this is something that once you got into like swinging and stuff or going to these parties that you realized that was something that you liked and that was a need of yours. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I like like yeah. Last Thursday, I went to a, a sex party and um yeah there was a big bed there were guys coming in and out and basically i just counted each one basically right <laughs> but yeah many of them weren't like it was sort of a um a queer friendly night so there were a lot of 
there were a lot of guys and it's it's based in like a a gay sauna so but they well like on certain nights they welcome everyone uh-huh. so um you know uh so i was more or less like there was maybe one or two women at the club um but yeah like i i basically just went into a room and just took on whoever kind of thing. Right. And some guys fucked um, you, some guys blew you. Are these guys, most of them gay because it is a gay sauna or are there a lot of straight guys there too? I think, well, it, it was a queer night. So it, I think it was a, a bit of both. Right. So it, it would have been like gay guys, bi guys, mm-hmm. mostly gay and bi guys. Right. Kind of totally. Because you had, did have sex, right? So those guys would have to be more the bi guys are there, right? And they're... Yeah, you're blowing them. You're having sex with them. You did 15 guys that night, right? Yep. And then last Monday night, I did uh, nine guys and one woman. Right. And now, when you, what do you do to the woman? Just go down on her. Like, I mean, when you say you did, like, you just pulled yeah, her out, right? I, just go. I went down on her. I fingered her. Um, I made her happy. Right. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> now let me ask you this because you're counting the people, right? Is that whole is like the thought of like, oh, I did like all these people, like the numbers and having a lot of people sort of servicing them or, be, you know, having sex with them. Is that like a part of the turn on? Like the more, the better? Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. That's part of, it's part of the turn on, but it's also good for like, um, it's good for working out for when I go for regular sexual tests because they'll ask you like you know how many men have you slept with in the last year or in the last three months and I like to have an accurate idea of what that is right not, not right down to the you know okay yeah it was you know this many exactly uh-huh. but if I I, I I can remember like uh, I you know like 15 is actually my record yeah i was gonna um, ask you what's the most out yeah. of one night 15 mm-hmm. yeah, 15 was uh, and still is my record i came so close to breaking that the other night but no <laughs> um oh yeah so well, let me ask you, you said like you were so you could it was so such a turn on that you like were squirting and you did and it was just like all over you like were you like were you squirting through them penetrating you were you just playing with yourself while you were doing that or did you squirt without anything happening like how did that happen mostly through um uh blowjobs which was so you're blowing a guy right and nothing is touching you yeah. at all and you could squirt yeah. with just the thought of like what's going on right is that what you're saying uh-huh yeah that's yep. incredible like who has that yeah. power i think uh, there was a girl on once before and i think i said like oh my god if i like and she just was like i just love giving head like i could have an orgasm like she would have an orgasm through giving head. And i was like if i could have an orgasm through just giving head i'd be doing that a lot too like it's like crazy you're the second I woman mean, it doesn't happen every time but right. yeah in i i was feeling it that night and actually it was a lot of squirting it was like there's the the bed that i was on it's like a leather bench kind of thing and uh-huh could feel the wetness running down my back as I was lying down. Right. <laughs> I was like, right. Oh my God. And that it must have been turned on to too. Get up. Right. Oh my God, it was. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Just so, like <laughs> sort of feeling your, how turned on you are physically. And so you could and actually you get off on it. you people watching you and, you know, and there's people that come up and touch you and, you know, and people fuck and mm, so on and so forth. Yeah, so it's all, it, it was all, yeah, amazing. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Do you keep that like that? Does your, do you tell your mom that you go to a swing club? <laughs> like, or do you keep that kind of stuff like quiet or is you just like super Actually, open about you know everything? What? This is what I was saying before. Like, <laughs> I don't go into detail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, like after I came out as bi, I just, and, and, and eventually like not long after that, I sort of went, okay, you know, I was, um, I told her about my trans partner and being poly and then, you know, I told her about the BDSM thing. She wasn't crazy about that, but, you know, like um, she knows that I go to swing parties. I don't, you know, mention it all the time to her, but she knows that I do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think for a while there she just went, I think she was just thinking, oh, this is all just a phase, you know, She's just going through a phase and she's trying to shock me. If I don't act shocked, then, you know, this phase will end and she'll just settle down and she'll be a good Catholic girl, married, monogamous, having kids right. in the house. And- <laughs> right, but that's not going to happen. I mean, you, yeah, right? I mean, who knows, though? Like, you know what the weird thing is? I don't know about you, but, like, do you feel like maybe, like, because you're just always growing and you're always changing, right? And you're always sort of figuring out different things. Like, how do you know that one day you might decide, you know what, I want to be a monogamous person? Like, you don't know for a couple of years, right? I mean, like. Look, I don't know. I mean, anything. Or definitely not. Anything's possible, but, you know, like. I'm, I know that I'm bi and that's not going to change and I'm like 99% certain that, you know, I'm polyamorous and that's not going to change and that I'm slutty and it's not going to change either. And what um, does slutty I mean, mean that you're like really into sex and you need a lot of sex is like, right? Is that what you mean by slutty? Yeah. That like you're very yeah. high sex drive, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I like doing... I like I like doing what I want to do basically. So you know, I if I want to go, like I don't always want to go to a sex party, right? Right. And sometimes I don't really feel that sexual. There's been like periods where I've not felt so sexual. Okay, you know, but I like to have that option there and have the freedom to do so. And. Whoever I'm with needs to understand that. And I think that was the mistake that I made with this guy right. that I was with for a year. And, well, the fact that I got out of it after a year, well, you know, um, I mean, he, until we had this really stupid argument that ended everything, he seemed to be, well, really good. I mean, and we had a negotiation, like, he he and I were at a point where we we had a connection with each other and we wanted to explore that connection, have fun with it and, you know, be with each other, right? But we knew that there was like a like a a, a limitation to it, like a there was a, a time limit on it. Uh-huh. Like 
I I wasn't sure what I wanted. I'm still not sure what I want, but I'm still working that out. Um, but he he wasn't. He sort of he knew that like at one point he will like at, at some point he would uh, go off and be monogamous and have a family and all that. And I would you know like I wasn't relying on him to be you know, there forever. And he okay. and um, he also was the same way. So there was like a time limit. You knew that there was an ending. It's just a matter yeah. of when it would come. Yeah, and so I didn't think it was going to be this soon, but, you know. Right. Um, now, the thing that ended up being so terrible about this was, well, you know, we were having fights and, okay, that that was something. But this particular last fight after being away from him for a couple of months and then having this come up so soon after he just got back, it was like two weeks, he came back and we were arguing about this stupid thing and I was just like, you know what, I'm over this. (laughs) No, I don't want this anymore. And Let me ask a quick question. How long after your relationship with that girl that ended, how long after did you start this relationship? Um... Was it overlapped? Was it, you know, did you... It was you about m- a year later. A year it was later. about a year later. I mean, maybe he was like a transitional. You know, sometimes you have those transitional relationships, right? They're not meant to be a long time, but maybe, you know, it was like a little yeah. rebound well, thing yeah, or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're... It, it, it started... I mean, it was so good in a number of ways, except for the fights. And the fights were, like... The fights felt like if if... I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I mean, this last fight I had with him, it was over something really stupid, but it was fundamentally about he. The thing that he was doing was taking advantage. He was taking advantage of me and our relationship as it was at that point of time. Right. Um. And so that, that the bigger picture of that is not something that you're okay with. So it was like, listen, if you're in a relationship where you know there's going to be an ending anyway, right? Yeah, and I have been going, you know, actually, no, you're, you're doing this thing. You're taking advantage of me. You're taking advantage of our connection. Uh, this is not on. You're cheapening what we have here. And, um, I, and I said to him, look, do you value our relationship, our friendship, you know, do you value me? And he just said, no. Oh, went, oh well, there you go. Right. That's a, that's okay. a little bit of a deal breaker. Right. Yeah. So, and then I found out after that, cause the next day I was like, well, okay, well then I'm moving out cause we're sharing a house. And I, I said, I right, look, I'm going to move out. And I knew a friend of mine that um, had a room in her house, her share house, um, and I, I contacted her and said, Look, I'm "Looking to move out, is you know, is your room still available?" And she said, "Oh no, just we just took someone in." Um, and she was like, "Well, why?" You know, and I said, "This is what's happened," and um, she was sort of, she was like going, "Look." I, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, like, 
he's actually asked me out for coffee and I've sort of very politely said no. Right. And, yeah, and then I knew he'd asked another friend of mine out, but I knew about her and I was okay with that because he actually said, He told you. I'm going right. to go out with her. Yeah, that's right? cool. And, uh-huh. You know, and I was like, oh, okay, no worries, you know. Um, and I was like, I approve because, well, she's you know, your friend and I I think she's a good person. But he was doing was the like, other person on the down low, really, right? And that was like the problem. Yeah, yeah so the, the this other woman that had the room, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. And then um, it ended up that as I told people, we're broken up and I'm moving out. You found more bad stuff. <laughs> Our friends were going, oh, thank fuck, he's a creep. Right, right. <laughs> he's been coming on to me for months. Right. He doesn't say, he doesn't take no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he was definitely not the right person. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. That's over. How long has that been over for? I mean, because like you're in a good place now, right? Like you're having fun. You know more now. Oh, uh, than- yeah. Well, this is all very recent. I oh, broke it up was. with him in December. Right, right. That's why you're still so attached to all these things because it just happened, right? And it's hard. Listen, yeah. I think it's really super hard when like you end something with somebody and you find out there was like a lot of deception, which you never knew, right? It's almost like a little rug is pulled out from under you, right? Like you, it's like you're, it who the fuck are you with? Yeah. And it was creepy. He was disrespectful. Yeah. Right. He was full and disrespectful. I got screenshots and I just went, Oh my fucking god! Are yeah, that's crazy. Me? Because how would you not like? It's like finding out something about that they had like a secret life. They were a different person than you sort of knew. So I think that's always like very jarring, right? Especially, but you know, in the weird way. Because I remember like way later in life, at some point, I dated someone, and they wound up to be a lot worse of a person than I ever could have imagined them to be. And I was like, oh, this is very humbling. Like just when you get to a point where your life, where you think you're fucking smart and you know everything, and you got your feet on the ground, and you're pretty okay someone comes in to show you you know what like you just never could put your like you don't know you it doesn't mean that you know everything right like it was very humbling to me and it made me realize like don't ever sort of just think that you know it all and that you can't be fucking duped and that you know and it was like good to sort of know that right because I think we do tend to sometimes get a little comfortable in thinking we reach the top of the mountain and then you're like oh no I I still a fucking moron sometimes and that's like being a human being right so you have to always be super careful and there's there's nothing wrong wrong with that that just happens sometimes right yeah yeah for sure you you know you Uh, don't know and that's the good thing is that you didn't let the good thing is that like you didn't let it last long because tons of people you know stay in bad relationships even though they they are and i'm sure you did that when you were younger people do that you know um yeah but, just let it go and go and try yeah, because fix things the, and yeah it's because fixable. it's very hard to, to to leave somebody right it's it's just the way that it goes it's and so yeah. the good news is you got out of it when you did uh, you're living your life and you'll move on until you meet somebody else or stay single for a while because you know you yeah, haven't well, done I'm that thinking, for a long time yeah i mean i'm sort of dating around but i'm i'm sort of like I'm, I've, I've very specifically said, look, I'm not after anything serious right now. Right. I'm open to possibility. Uh-huh. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and, well, and for the most part, just, I've been, you know, having a lot of sex. I've been having a lot of fun. I've been fucking it out, basically. Right. 
<laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that, right? That I mean, that's like a that's a good thing because it's not yeah, like that I'm, kind I'm, of stuff is like it, that's empowering to you. It's not like it doesn't take away. You're not going out and sort of do being with random people that you like. It, it you're not doing it in a negative way. I mean, you're always in control of this part of you, and you have been since you're in your twenties. And I think that that's a good thing. Because sometimes yeah, it plays yeah, out sure. negatively, right? When you don't sort of know how what's going on. And, you know, I, I know I dealt with my sexuality in a negative way a lot and acted out when I was younger because I was like a fucking mess, right? But you're mm-hmm. really clear about what you do and why you do it. And uh, so it's not like you're doing it in, an, in, a, in a negative way. It's not like an acting out. It's just about being who you are and enjoying yourself. With it. And you're dealing with, you know, that ending of that relationship it, the way that you have to, you know, whatever. I'm sure, you know, you getting closure on that whatever way you have to. And this is separate. Yeah. I'm just trying to wrap it up because we're at an hour. But I think that it's like, you know, it's uh, it's good. Maybe you'll be alone for a while, but maybe maybe you're a relationship person. I mean, you know, and you will wind up meeting somebody sooner oh, than think, later. Yeah, I think I, I think I am overall a relationship person. I like having relationships. Yeah. You know, this is a this is a new thing. And like, you know, when I was younger, you know, I had that typical thing of, Oh, nothing if I don't have a boyfriend kind of thing. That was very much a thing in my teenage years. Because uh-huh. I didn't really have a boyfriend during my teenage years. Right. Funny that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm sort of like, I'm single now and, well, yeah, everything's okay. I'm okay. Yeah, it's fine. You know? And like, I mean, maybe a year will go by, maybe six months and you wind up. I think people tend to be like, some people tend to be like relationship people. Some people are more like, say, you know, I don't know. Because you're such a relationship person, you probably will wind up meeting someone sooner rather than later. Or you'll go on to be a, a single person for a lot longer than you expect. I don't know. I'm curious to find out what happens, actually. The stage, it's a big crossroads that you've met me at, Kathy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, you know, I love when I do, I do my end of the year episodes right so we're like in what March right by the end of the year we'll find out where you're at I want to know if you're in a relationship or you're still single I'm trying to think I'm trying to feel like what I predict because sometimes I just like really know I think I don't know for some reason I think you might still be single by then and still looking around because it's not that long of a time that's what I say logically I don't know we'll see you know what I mean We'll, we'll see and there's nothing wrong with being single and figuring it out and um but I love yeah. to be proven wrong. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, you know, but yeah. I look forward to finding out because you are, like you said, at a crossroads. But I think because you've been at a crossroads a lot of times in your life, right? There's not only one big crossroad in life, right? There was a, you, but this, you know, like I think a lot of times when sor- certain things end and there's endings in your life, you're at another crossroad, right? Those come up all the time in life, right? So this is another one for you, but we'll see. You might, it might be less of a crossroad and you just wind up in another relationship, right? Or it's a big crossroad Mm. and you wind up being like a single person, like I said, for longer than you expect. And that would be a bigger crossroad, right? We don't know. Yeah, well, well, we we will see. Yeah, we will see. (laughs) And I am more than happy to talk to you at the next at the next point. Yeah. If you meet someone before that and you start with one of these relationships, like let me know and we'll do it. If not, we'll talk to you at the end of the year and see what you're up to. But good luck with everything. And thanks so much for calling in. From all no the way from worries. Australia. No Anyone from Australia. We yes. <laughs> you know, that's awesome. Pleasure. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. <laughs> what are we calling you, Lucy? You're welcome. What do we call you? We? Yes. Oh, Lucy. Okay. Thanks, Lucy. <laughs> Bye. Lucy. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 
you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone, or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.